Welcome to Stuck at Home with Cliff Dorfman and Jason Smith. It's Thursday, May 14th. Here are your hosts, Jason Smith and Cliff Dorfman. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Jason <What>? Smith. <laughs> Hello, Cliff Dorfman. How are you? I'm good. Hello, everybody. Thank you for joining us today once again at 3.30 p.m. Very what? Did that rhyme? That rhyme. Kind of yeah, felt I, like it rhymed. It felt Joining like it. us again at 3.30 p.m. <laughs> yeah, it did. Kind of, more or less. Yeah, it's like a bad poetry reading at a, at a, at a community college is what <laughs> I just did. That's what I did. I, I am really, I mean, like, I, I see, I may seem a little more somber mm-hmm. energy-wise than usual because I've just been like, Miss Pat is going to, it's here. It's like going to be here. So I don't even want to waste that much time. Oh, no. We, we need yeah, to get like, it. You got, yeah. But, but I've been, you know, it's also her book is just so fucking riveting. And uh, this book, I'll do it in the introduction and we'll talk about it. But I, I, everything, and she's so fucking funny. And yet her life is so deep. I can't wait to talk to her. Dude, I just real quick before she even comes on, I wanted to say, like, I used to, um, before all this stuff happened, obviously, I flew a lot more than I do now. Um, but the greatest way to social distance is to listen to a Miss Pat episode next to me because I'll start laughing so hard and like moving around (laughs) like that other passengers on the plane, like on a, uh, on a Southwest plane would just avoid my row. Like, like that guy's crazy. Cause she's like from the jump, from the very first moment that the words start coming out of her mouth and I start listening to the show, dying, dying every single time. But it's the same thing. If you listen, if you're not a listener of the pat down, uh, when you listen, if you, you know, if you go now and just start it from the beginning, just from the first episode, when they're establishing what it is with the producer and she's talking about her life and the book's not even published yet at that point, I believe when she started the podcast, um, or was the book published? The book was out. That book was out. The book was out. Yeah. But it's it's just like what she's talking about. Immediately you're in like, she doesn't need a guest. She doesn't need anybody. It's just gonna be her for an hour. Just talking shit. She's one of very few people that my daughter will allow me to listen to in the car while my daughter's in the, in the car. Cause she thinks that that's a funny show. She doesn't uh, laugh at everything that I laugh about, but I'm allowed to listen to Miss Pat in the car with my, my daughter in there. Cause she thinks she's funny. I love that. Okay. You know what? I'm going to, I'm going to do this with my kid. Do, now. do the, yep. Do it. All I'm right. Let's go. Her. She's here. She's here. She's ready. We, okay. That's great. So ladies and gentlemen, I do not want to delay this any longer, but I'm going to give a little intro because I'm somewhat enamored. Ladies and gentlemen, the absolute champion and queen of joning, AKA the dozen. She is Mildred baby girl to some Patricia Williams to others. She is miss Pat from the pat down on Starburns audio. She is a author. She's got the podcast. She is a stand up comedian, actor, and creator. Ladies and gentlemen, Miss Pat. Miss Pat! <laughs> Y'all made me feel real good. Oh, yeah, I, I hope I do. I want to do this all the time you're here. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to finish. The whole time you're here, I want to make you feel good. And then we can go. Now <laughs> <Okay>. go ahead. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you said Mildred. I was like, fuck. Was he my well, I said Mildred, baby girl? girl. I know, I know, <laughs> I know. Most people don't know her name. That's my mother. <laughs> I know. Well, thank you. I know, and your grandfather called you that. So I want to talk all about it. I got to say, first of all, your book is riveting. It's phenomenal. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for sharing all your life with us like that. Um, Wow. I got to say, I'm usually someone who reads, you know, just like tactile print and and page. But I had to listen to your book and hear it in your voice. Oh, no, it was great. It was great. I got so much slack for reading that book. That's like, oh my God, she reads so slow. She's not a professional reader. I'm like, excuse me, they paid me by the hour. I was not in a rush. <laughs> Who the hell rush on the job when they're getting paid good? I was trying to sound out every level. And <laughs> you did that. But it's your voice. That's the thing. When I hear you tell your life story in your voice, and, and you co wrote it with uh, Janine, right? Um, uh, Janine Amber? Yeah, Janine Amber, she's an Essence contributor, correct? Yeah, she's a writer. Yeah, so writer for Essence and a lot of magazines. Yeah, she's great. And and the way you guys put this into prose, to me, it it just, I'd like to just start off with how you doing. I'm fine. I'm. I'm uh, hey, I have a. I have a new job now. Since I can't be a comedian, I'm a. I'm the lunch lady at my house. So I can't help with homework, but I can fix a good lunch and breakfast for them. Is that the hair bun now? That's your version of the hair bun. 
Huh? I don't have yeah. to have my no, no, I have no wig on, no bra on. I'm the real lunch lady with no shoes on. I just get up. Come on, kids. I need a cup of coffee. It's breakfast. And then I text my daughter, come on to class, teacher. While I go back to bed, I'll be back at lunch. <laughs> and you go back to bed. And what's Garrett doing during all this? What, my husband? Yeah. Oh, he's not. He's at work. He's still at work. He works at Allison Transmission, the military division. So he's still working. Oh, he's got some secrets, huh? What's, what's, his, what's his clearance level? I don't know. And I don't See? ask him what he do. He just play like he's tired. He lying. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now you sound like your mom. Yeah. <laughs> Where have you been, Curtis? <laughs> no, but he's lying. I don't think my husband work as hard as he say he do. He snore like he build a car all by himself every day. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking funny. You know, I wanted to ask you something in your book. It, it struck me. I don't know if you ever thought about this, but when the time you were living with, it was Curtis, right? The, your mom was My stepfather. Mm-hmm. Yeah, your stepfather. And he was, you said that he never laughed. He said the only way you knew that he laughed is like you'd see his shoulders shaking up and down, right? Yeah. Did you ever cross your mind in any way that this was something? Because you seem to like Curtis out of everyone you wrote about. You really seemed to, he, he left a mark on you. You ever think yeah. that that led to something of you wanting to make people laugh out loud a lot? You know what he used to tell me? Because I was, I used to kind of get in trouble a lot for being, I guess, an ass. And he used to say, you're different from the rest of your mother's kids. And I never knew what he was talking about. He was like, it's something special about you. And, you know, as you, if you read the book, you know he would get up early on Sunday mornings and take me to Grandma Biscuits and shit. And he used to mm-hmm. always tell me, it's, it's something special about you. I never thought I was funny. My mother was very funny. I remember, the, I, I think I put it in the book when Curtis bought my mom some tea. And she, <laughs> she got drunk and got mad and she ran over him. <laughs> with the pink panther with the pink panther Cadillac and I remember pulling she used to keep her teeth in the freezer because she said the freezer kept her teeth fresh which I she, I didn't understand that so some days you be unpacking meat and they're going to Mildred chicken on top of I mean Mildred teeth on top of the chicken ass because you know she <laughs> bought chicken ass by the pound <laughs> uh, didn't your grandfather teach you how to cook that no, my, my mama cooked that. My granddaddy cooked a lot of chicken backs with the ass hanging on back. back. Yeah, right, that was it, the chicken backs. We, we, I didn't know ground beef came in spaghetti because we always had always chicken backs and ass. So when I <laughs> and I saw the people put ground beef, I'm like, what the hell is this? Where the ass at? I asked for the ass for a long time in my food because that's all we ate was chicken backs and ass. You're out at some fancy dinner with some suits. You're like, where the ass at? Yeah, where the ass at? Y'all, y'all too bougie for the ass. <laughs> it's like, oh, you don't supposed to eat the ass. I'm like, oh. Well, I grew up eating it. So, all right. I'm sorry. I digress. That's it's chicken. So, chicken ass. Chicken y'all. ass. <laughs> right. Now, let's make sure we understand what we're talking about. I find it so interesting because when you talk about, like, early in the career, when you were first going on Ari's, you know, podcast before Burt, before Joe Rogan, I'm sure this has been talked about to death. But what I want to talk about is almost previous to that, because what we talked about with Curtis, this he told you there's something special about you. Then you had a, a worker, the social worker told you there's yeah. something. Yeah. All these people in your life, this puzzle kind of came together until you got to Avery's in Indianapolis, right? Yeah, well, I was a comedian already. I was a comedian right. already when I moved to Indianapolis. So um, I just didn't know what I was doing. You know, a lot of times we just open Michaels, we try to figure things out. And right. I was just sat in the back and tell Avery's crazy stories about my life. And he was like, why aren't you putting that on stage? And I'm like, who the hell going to laugh at that? Because, you know, I'm a teenage mom. I had two kids by the time I was 15 with a married man. So therefore, I was a little embarrassed to tell people I was a a high school dropout, two kids, convicted felon. And I just said, I was just loaded with all these stories. And he's like, that shit is really funny. And then one day I was like, you know, somebody shot my nipple off. And he's like, what the hell? And and I just started here in Indiana, putting it together, making it funny. I mean, whenever something I learned from comedy, whenever something happened, I try to turn it into something funny, you know, because I realized I didn't. A lot of people lost their nipples to different things, you know, maybe go jams or cancer or somebody bit it off. I saw a lady nipple get bit off one time. So I realized I wasn't the only person out there with a damaged nipple. 
I got first of all, yes to everything you said. Let, let's just back up to one thing. You saw a lady get her nipple bit off? Well, what I, was that? I was just telling this story to my friend. Uh, they, uh, this lady named Diane used to live in my neighborhood. And they used to fight with her boyfriend all the time. So she hit him with a bat and he bit a, a hole in her titty. And they was back together the next day. They fought every weekend. That was like a part of the relationship. That was a neighborhood. You, I stopped going to see wrestling when we moved into this neighborhood. Why go see that fake crap when you can see somebody get their whole eye punched out <laughs> right there free? <laughs> oh my god! And this is after. Now this is after you. Your granddad went away, right? And and the place was shut down. Yeah, there was uh my we would yeah it was after my granddaddy and we right. my mom and we all moved to the other side of town. So at this time I'm about thirteen. Right. And uh, I meet my boyfriend, my or the married Derek. man, and I get pregnant. Derek. Yes, right. Yeah. Right. Now you got you still see this guy? Is he still in your life? This guy, Derek? Is his big well, kids, kids dad, are grown. Right? All kids right. are grown, but I'm nice. So I talked to him about a month ago. He, he right. was. I, I was on the phone with him. He told me he was driving a car, and I know his license is suspended. So I said, um, "Why is your license suspended?" I mean, I said, "Your license is suspended after 30 years." I said, "You driving?" He's like, "Yeah." And I'm like, well, what about the police? He said, I drive with my skate song. I'm like, what's your skate song? So he said, if you get pulled over, he just hop out of the car and roll a skate away. <laughs> I thought that was the funniest shit ever. <laughs> I'm not, not going to lie. It's kind of fucking funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like he can't, he can't get caught on a pair of skates. But he's a yeah. good skater. He's a good he's skater. Getting, he's getting away from the choppers and all of it. With the yeah, he's fifty-five. He's fifty-five, but he can skate. He told me he had four splits and backward splits. I said, "More power to you, baby." <laughs> I love this. So everything's everything's amicable. And how are you holding up now at home in quarantine? I mean, you don't, it's not like you don't have a full house. Oh, I got a full house. I just told him <laughs> shut the hell up. I'm about to do a podcast, and I was gonna beat him. Um, <laughs> I'm busy. I've been paying my basement since uh, I've been off. So I have a uh, very big basement, about 2,600 square feet. So I started in one bedroom and I'm almost done. Really? So I'm just almost decorating. Done. Almost done. Yeah. Right. I got about your podcast, one you're talking huh? about it this week on your podcast. You're not, you're trying to redesign this place. You're going I nuts. I am. And, you know, it started at one room and I look up and I was like, I need to do this and I need to do that. And I just I spent more money doing this bullshit. I need to go back to work. You know, <laughs> I used to be not for working, getting the welfare check, but I'm bored. I want to go back to work. Who the hell want to be unemployed? I want a job. They going to open up this country. I go, I'm going to go and, and start me a, a friends only page. I need to make some <laughs> you start camming now. I, mean, I don't even want to hear. It. First of all, now, by the way, is it true uh, that your signature move is the snake? Used to be, child. Uh, I can't okay. snake nothing now. I'm too fat to be snaking any damn thing. I snake now. I be them pissed on myself. <laughs> so there's no more signature move. Uh, back in the day, it was. I used to love right. that, that dance, but no, I can't dance. It I has am, not moved I on to anything. I probably know you. Like you. you dance better than me. Trust me. I, you do not want to see me dance. No, you do not want to see me dance. I'm old. I don't want. I barely want to get up. I don't want to hear no damn music. I listen to the same song every day. My kids like, Mama. Do you know it's some new artists out there? Like, fuck them. They can't sing. I listen to Fantage and Jaheen. That's all I listen to. <laughs> I just on a loop. Yeah, well, I can't listen to the new rap. I don't want to hear Lil Papa, Nut Papa, Big Papa. I don't want to hear none of that mess. I can't understand those okay. rappers. They talk too fast. Thank you. All right. Can you please talk to me about this for a second? Because my kid's listening to the same shit. And I feel and like now I'm my dad. Yeah, I feel like I'm my dad. Shut that noise off. That's not music. But what the fuck? I asked my kids, I was like, how the fuck can you rap that but you can't read? Something wrong. They need to put rapping in the books. I'm telling you, I got I got elementary kids who can wrap their ass off, but they hey don't want to do that classwork. Well, and that's the thing though, you you practice what you preach because you went you had that teacher, and I always think that's inspiring. What Mrs. Trund, I want to say, true, Is that true, right? Miss True. I was close. I was close. Was, All right, you had the T right. You had I the did well, right. true Trund. I was like T R U. I knew. It was, All right, anyway, it's about you. It's not about me. I love. That again, this is this person. You wanted to go to class. You wanted to learn. They gave you that opportunity. Like this is quiet. This is good. Let me learn what the hell's going on here. And how much do you feel that attitude has worked in with just getting you where you are today? 
Uh, I think that lady is still more in me than she will ever know. She just, she just, she lit a fire in me. You know, she, she, she told me something that always stuck with me. You can do and be anything you want to be. And when I put my mind to it, I get it done. I don't give a fuck. You can't tell me. I was like, you're going to paint the whole 2,600 square foot. But yes, I am. It done took me three <laughs> weeks, but I'm, I'm done. God damn it. I'm doing it. And he's like, what the hell are you doing? So I'm, a, I mean, I look at life like this. If you don't take a chance, you'll never know. Scared money don't make no money. This is a very good statement. Now, tell me what's going on with the TV show. Can I talk to you about this? That the, Anything uh, with the pilot and the sitcom? Well, it's kind of all over the place. We back and forth. So it was with one network. Now it's another network hand. So it's in the midst of being negotiated while I'm talking to you. Who the fuck knows what TV going to do? I decided to control the shit I can control, which is my podcast and clean up my house. I ain't got time to be big in Hollywood. Hey, I'm my knee's bad. I can't suck. No more dick. It's over. <laughs> So, I don't, so this is exactly when they're going to come calling now. This is yeah. it. I'm telling you. When this I know you know. Bidding war. Okay. Yeah, well, that's the, very nice to hear. I let, the people in the, I let the people in the tight suit handle that shit. I'm done with it. Back and forth. Well, listen, you know, this is the thing again, when you talk about, you know, oh, I'm done with this, but you know, you could have said that so many fucking times you get out of jail. And this is something I find really interesting. Comedy is like the great leveler. Uh, you, you don't need, uh, it doesn't matter if you're a felon convicted, you get a job, you walk on stage and you can start talking about your life. Nobody checks your criminal background history in, uh, in comedy. That's what's great about doing comedy. I mean, when I first wanted, thought I was going to be a comedian, that was the first thing I said. What? Nobody checking my criminal background history? Y'all don't give a fuck about these checks I used to forge? Y'all don't care about everybody I shot? My baby dad, I only shot him. But uh, I'm like, y'all don't care about all the drugs I sold? Ooh, I can do this. And well, I, you shot him back. Well, I shot him back. Yes, I did. Right. He shot me. So my mama say, uh, even swap ain't no swimmer. So he shoot you, you shoot him back. So he shot me in the back of the head and I shot him in the ankle. But I tried to take care of him after I shot him. But he showed up with his other baby mama. So I, I had to run him over with the car. So Put him I, back in the hospital. Well, no, they just, I broke his cast because I told him I shot you so I can take care of you. If she want to take care of you, she needs to shoot your other leg, baby. But she's not going to shoot the leg that I took. She's not going to take care of the leg that I took care of. Let me ask you, can I ask you a serious question? Well, first of all, before I do that, I got to say, we have a, a long-term uh, viewer that, that has uh, asked, what is this dump truck thing? Is she, is she <laughs> setting me up with something here or what, what's going on? I used, her, I used to tell a bit, I've been shot twice a year by a dump truck. <laughs> so I asked at the right time. Okay, great. I, I see. I, I Okay. So I saw I, her pop up many times. Why about a dump truck? <laughs> you did see that. All right. I figured I had to ask because I wanted to know too, but now I know. All right. It was a yeah. good time and I felt it. Now, Miss Pat, did you ever, like once you get to a place where you're at right now, and do you ever think like, okay, I'm good. This is it. I'm just going to sit back and chill. Or is it like, I got to get more. I'm going to keep going and I got to do this and this and this. Or do you just feel like you can finally relax no. for a minute? Well, <laughs> my, this no. is something my husband talk about all the time. Um, you can't, I, you can't satisfy me because when you get satisfied, you don't satisfied. You don't have anything to work towards. So if I reach one level, I just keep going, and I want to keep going because I'm never satisfied. It's not that I'm never satisfied. I'm always working towards something. Because you just never know. If you just get at a certain point, and say, "Oh, I'm good," you never know what you really could have achieved. So why get satisfied when there's so much more out there? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, complacency is a killer. But, you know, listen, one might think that you've gone through four lifetimes of shit and now you've gotten out to this, you know, seemingly other end. And like, ah. but no, it's just even more so you got to do you got to do. Well, I mean, you know, it's things that I want to do. I've, I've spent my whole life taking care of other people. I had my first two kids at 14, 15. I got my sister kids who was on drugs. Now I got my niece kids who was on drugs. I've been taking care of people all my fucking life. And this is the one thing that don't include everybody. So when I go out and I'm on stage, I'm out there for me. I'm, I'm finally doing something for me because I spent my other my whole 48 years of living damn near doing for everybody else, putting everybody else first. When I walk out on stage as Miss Pat, it's finally something for me. And I've been doing that now for 18 years. So it's, it's the only piece that I have to my damn self. So why would I stop? <laughs> I, 
I, you almost brought tears to my eyes. So believe me, you know, I, I don't want you to stop ever. I just, you know, to me, I always wonder because I used to think I could get somewhere, but I can't look at the world through the same glasses, you know? So it's like, oh, I get somewhere I can relax. But for someone like yourself, I really wanted to know, like, can you just sit back and take a breath? And it's like, no, you can't. It's no, there's no difference. It's you got to go hard. Well, well uh, hey, the, the coronavirus made us all sit back and take a breath. And I appreciate yeah. this shit happening and to giving me a break because I was working the hell out of myself, but I'm ready to go back to work now. I mean, and how's you your know, son? Oh, I was just about to say that he's fine. It was, you know, I don't know if you listen to my podcast, but he, he, my do. son had the coronavirus. And they called me up to his job. He's a first responder. And they told me to come get him. And I get there. He's laid out. And I'm like, is he hot? And they was like, oh, no, he's not hot. So I touched him with a uh, disinfectant. Well, I was like, uh-uh, this Negro hot. I don't pick up hot Negroes. And I said, y'all better call 911. He ain't getting in my damn car. He about to die. I don't pick up dead black people. And so I'm on the phone with 911. I'm saying all kind of crazy stuff. His fiance over there crying, like, but I'm dead for real. Why would you call me to come get somebody laid out like he about dead? Like I want that. They jumped out the back of the ambulance with hazmat suits on. I said, oh, hell no. He got this shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god thank you jason because i'm laughing too oh, it's so funny <laughs> she fucking makes corona funny dude man they pick him up and they threw him in an ambulance and they was like uh, they was like uh do you want his jacket i said hell no i don't want nothing he got they were like don't bother coming to the hospital i said i wasn't give him his phone we can facetime when he wake up oh that's so funny. And he still can't come back to my house. And he back at work. He be like, I miss you, mama. I said, I miss you too. Stay your ass where you at. I'm in my 40s. I heard Corona dry you out from the inside out. I don't want to be dried out from the inside out. I'm almost already dried out from the inside out. You know them hot flashes just be hitting me like I'm crazy out of nowhere? And you ever had a hot flash when you ain't got on no pro? That shit'll kill you. <laughs> I can't do Corona and hot flashes. Y'all try to kill me. I'm glad your son's safe. My, my mom got a uh, Corona Thank also. God. She's better now too. She just got her second yes. negative, but she don't allow to my house either. So. No, I was waving at my son like he was in jail. Hey, I go by the house and just blow. You all right? Shit, I, I'm not going up in that fooling with you and them babies. I, I, I'm too old for that. Mm-mm. Oh, I've been shot, missing a nipple, and, and I'm a, I'm an ex-diabetic. So oh. <laughs> I need to breathe too. I'm having a problem. How can well, you do never no ex-diabetic? Funniest person on earth. <laughs> Holy crap! Oh my god, Miss Pat Land will kill me if yeah. I can any later because I know you <laughs> got something to. you got to be at, and I love Land, and I'm not going to mess with him. Well, thank uh, you guys for having me on anytime, anytime. Thank you so much. Patricia, so you're amazing, and you're the fun. You're the you're as far as I'm concerned, you're the funniest person in the world, and I really appreciate you. Oh wow, thank you, thank you so very much. And Miss yep. Pat, where can everyone find you on on like social media? Or uh, what's your comedian Miss Pat C O M E D I E N N E M S M S P A T. I have a, a podcast called The Pat Down. Um, yeah. on, on social media, and also make sure y'all keep on your condoms because coronavirus is in the in the sperm now. So I had to tell my daughter-in-law that. <laughs> sure, I read about that today. Oh no! Thanks for ending on that. Oh, oh, you didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> it just baby, fucked up the whole rest of my your, year. Your baby can be born with a fever. Y'all better be safe out there. <laughs> <laughs> Thank y'all so much for having me. Thank, Thank you, Thank you, you, so, you so much. much. We appreciate you. Oh, Thank you so Thank much. You. Thank you so much. Bye -bye. Bye -bye. Okay, we have to take a second. All right, brief. Just for uh, a second. Okay. She's the best. Uh, thank you, Dylan. Uh, you know, it's every, like, again, I'm so glad that I can. you born with a fever. I'm so glad that I can get off the air and, like, let you two talk because it, like, if I could do a spit take, that would be a spit take. Yeah, that was she is fucking. The best. She's so funny. But it just runs so deep. Her life, you know, I mean, at 13 years old, she had a 23-year-old, you know, boyfriend. Is what, you know, that was the father. She had 13 years old. She had her first baby. I mean, this is someone that society in all ways, shapes, and forms would say you're not going to achieve. And not only that, but she's achieving over and beyond 
things that like breaking all these barriers. And then I, I still, my head, the back of my head hurts and the side of my cheeks hurt from fucking laughing. <laughs> and it's like, okay. Like, do you want to talk about that at all? Or should we just I mean, like act just, like it didn't I'm happen? Like, um, we talked a little bit with Nick about how to make Corona jokes funny. Miss <laughs> Pat can make getting a titty shot off funny. She, she talked about watching eyeballs come out of sockets and she said uh, she watched that woman get her nipple bit off by her boyfriend. Huh. That was here today. Hilarious. So funny. Yes. Just, that should not be a funny story. No, it shouldn't. It, it, anybody else no. tell that story. It'd be like, Oh my God, I just Paul. saw a woman get her nipple beer bit off and they'd be like <laughs> terrified. She can tell that yes. story. But that is what I'm fucking. And what you're saying, it's that she has ah land. Land, land, thank you, land, land, thank you, land. That is, yeah, she can tell that story, all these stories, and say it the way she does because it's gravitas from what she's been through. She's overcome all of it. Right. Every day, anything, any cliche, any stereotype, anything you want to throw at her, she's like, Din it, done it, been there, fuck off, what? Yeah, I mean, if you gotten shot in the titty, you have uh, carte blanche to make titty shooting and biting. Well, shot in the titty and back of the head. Yeah, and the back of the head, right? It's amazing that the titty gets more talk than the back of the head, which is it was the the, the real bullet. Because headshots are part of the vernacular. That's a you know the 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 double tap. (laughs) I know why the titty tap. The titty tap is new. I know. it's part of the bit. It's part of the bit. Are we playing comedy operation right now where yeah, you're like exactly. the tweezers? Like, this is what we have to remove. This is the titty. The, the, the comedy thing. operation with Jason Smith. <laughs> yeah. no, there is a nipple. Can't we take out the areola in operation? Oh, yeah. When she starts the, in her latest episode, everybody needs to listen to it. It's a, it's a long one. Normally, she only goes like 30, 45 minutes. She does a 90 minute one. And gets yeah, it's an hour argument. and like 23 minutes or something yeah. with the house stuff, right? Yeah, about halfway through, he she calls her daughter a racist and everything go explodes. And it's in so much funny. It's so much fun. Uh, it, it, well, also, you know, with a regular, not funny human being, a house remodel is ripe. You know, hilarity ensues. But with her, yeah. this, this new episode, oh, yeah, you have to... Yeah, you can have to listen to it. Can you imagine everything? Everybody, she, she, everybody that's watching is laughing. Everybody that's a part of the, the uh, yell, is probably Uber screaming babies. back. It'll be the best. Well, also, it hit me as she was telling me, like, that's the other thing that's amazing. She's fucking around. She's painting it herself. It's yeah. like, I'll paint 2,600 fucking feet. Like, yeah. care about yeah, this is what I mean. She's like, I'll do the whole damn fucking house. Like old downstairs. Like I thought she had people coming in. I was like, oh, that's it. And then she's like, nope, she's been doing it all herself. And I am just, there's no shot in hell. I'm doing that myself. Nope. Hey, you know, you got, if you, you know, if you got a 23 square foot basement and nothing to do, that's, that's a project. Shit. <laughs> she's down in the basement inhaling those fumes. Uh, we got right? the, the privilege. I'm fine. Thank you, Jason. Got a little bit of a, you know, head spinning and just doing thing. Yeah. And, she says she's the lunch lady. I mean, listen, here's the thing. Oh, and that's that what the thing was. The whole lunch lady yeah. bit. Again, yeah. not funny. Like, my wife does not think it's funny that she's cooking a lot of food for the, my daughter and any of that stuff, and she can't help her with the homework. We do not joke around about that stuff. It is not a funny joke. Not like that. Yeah. Well, yeah, because she's got six kids or seven kids there. You know, I mean, like, it's not like Ann Garrett, her husband. It's like that place is fucking packed. And people are coming in. I read somewhere at some point her first daughter comes in from, like, I don't know where she lives in Atlanta still, maybe. And she comes, flies to fucking Indianapolis to do her hair, to do her mom's hair and nails. Incredible. This is that house is packed. So, you know, when she's talking about being a lunch lady, it's not serving for like, you know, if I'm complaining, I got to go downstairs and cook something for Dylan. It's in the Blair Witch basement. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, it's, it's, then I listen to Ms. Pat and everything just gets better. And everything feels better. Yeah. Dylan, my friend Dylan was saying he used to live in my basement. I used to have a very, very small house in Reno and it had. Oh, wait, 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 wait. You had someone live in your basement and yes. you lived in someone's basement. I've done both things. Um, when yes, I was I know, that's what I, just I I was living in, and Dylan knows the person that I was living in the basement's house. Um, but Dylan lived in my basement. Like when we were like 20 years old, I had this really small house and there wasn't even enough elect the, the way the electrical worked that if you plugged like three things in the whole power would go out in the whole place. And mm-hmm. it had an unfinished basement. And you got to imagine this is a house. It's like a two bedroom, one bath, but like 
uh, 400 square feet. And then there's a little bit. This is your house. This is not a house. I was 20 years old. I didn't, you know, it wasn't. But you go downstairs and there's dirt basement and it smelled Mm -hmm. like musty. And it was the, it was 99. It was the same year Blair Witch came out. And it was, it wasn't anywhere somebody could live, but Dylan came down. He didn't pave it or anything. He just set up all his stuff. And he put a, there was a hammock between two of the, the base, like wooden poles that hold the whole house up. And luckily he's light and he just lived down there and slept um, above the dirt, but he had a dirt floor. But there were no field mice. Yeah. yeah. Were there field mice? Oh, um, I will have, we'd have to ask Dylan. <laughs> field mice are scary. Field mice kind of scare the shit out of me. Uh, I'm just saying, uh, yeah. I, you don't know much about field mice, but okay. So your basement story is very interesting, but really what's interesting is how many times you've done it back and forth. I had a house in Hollywood that when I first got out here, it was like five of us took, it was like on like South Laurel down by like in between third and Beverly or whatever, third and second. And, uh, it's a big house, but we, no, no field mice. Thank you, Dylan. (laughs) Thank God. So we could, uh, we actually, so it needed like five of us to rent there, four of us. Mm -hmm. And then, Oh, it was four. There were four bedrooms, but then my bedroom was the master suite upstairs. And in order to get, I had to rent out the walk-in closet. To a guy named Nate. Really? The walk-in closet? He lived in the walk-in closet. Damn. Yeah, Nate lived in the closet. Anyone who knows me from that era knows about Nate who lived in the closet. Nate from the closet. I'm just Nate Nate from the closet. Yeah, but Uh, you know, the interesting thing was he was like a GM at a five-star hotel in Beverly uh Hills. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's that's the whole thing. I mean, that's one of those things, too. Like, there's tons of that kind of stuff in Reno, too. Like, where you're like, it's the pit boss and it's this, but they're also, you know living in the sub basement. But that is exactly where I would start a casino robbery heist movie in, in sparks is the guy living in the basement. Who's the pit boss at the, you know, you know, Reno, the Reno uh, casino there. What's the big casino in Reno? Um, <laughs> the, the, I think at this point, maybe the silver legacy, the Eldorado, um, the Eldorado. Yeah, yeah. That's the one now see, I'm going to age myself again, but that's the one. Uh, do you ever watch the Anna Nicole Smith? reality show on e a little bit but not not enough that i could uh assign anything to any given i'm already deep in on this one so i can't get out it's like quicksand so you know i've already admitted it you know so i used to watch it so regularly i I fucking was i uh, that train wreck for some reason i won't watch the kardashians that train wreck i could not keep my eyes off of right and she went to a casino in reno and i remember like there was a big uh like a uh, like fry boot, you know, like a cowboy fry boot kicking or something. Okay. Yeah. 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 Does that make sense? I feel like that's when you're talking about it. I feel like that was one of the ones she was not happy with the date though, that she had. No, I, I believe it. There, yeah, there's, it there's, nothing, there's no one worth dating in Reno. Like go back to Vegas, go down, <laughs> down South, you know, there's John Esquaga. Who's like a, a, a small little, uh, you know, Basque guy who runs a, like a hotel. And then the rest of them are all big chains. So there's, really? there's, it's not there's one guy who's like a lone casino owner in Reno. Yeah, most of them are all chain stuff. And then there's John Esquaga's Nugget is the one where there's like a name put to somebody that actually lives in the town. And, you know, I don't think he's alive anymore. Uh, oh, oh so who's, wait, what do we got? No. Oh, Nancy said she went to the she Flamingo. She went to the Flamingo too. That's what I thought. She went to the Flamingo. Yeah. She went to the Nancy watches uh, the same shit well, I watch. I want to, you know, this is a good little segue. Um, yes, please. About, uh, uh, train wrecks and, and Nicole Smith. Um, after uh after our Rest show after our show yesterday i got a couple messages mm-hmm. um okay people who really enjoyed the show but had had a had beef with you cliff they had beef oh tell me what kind of beef so, so uh, they said um i think there were there were two of them and they said basically the same thing no woman ever wants to be compared to courtney love and th- the reason i bring that up is because yesterday you said um, oh. You were talking about Carly. Said she reminds me of Carly, Courtney Love from the um, the scene. Nancy. Nancy. Yeah, well, upstairs at Max's and, scene. And I know that you didn't mean it, but I was kind of teasing. I was like, I wonder if there are people. Oh no, no, no. Let's 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 dig into this. First of all, I don't want to know who said it, but I want to. I want to know. I don't know what gender they identify as, but what do we think that? What if we had to guess uh, their gender? Would I, I would female? say that they uh, the both of these came from uh, people that uh, identified as a female. Okay, so. That's very interesting because that seems not very supportive of other women. Golden Nugget, too. Yes. You see, that's a, first of all, why would you tear down Courtney? Okay. I, now this is the second thing, not only love Courtney, I went out on a date with her. We know each other. 
I fucking think she's fantastic. I think she's hot. I think she's genius. So when I say that I thought Carly was like Courtney, it was a huge compliment. <laughs> no, by I, the way. I believe, and I, let me say this. I was ghosted by Courtney. Ooh. That's how that. she like she go, came up at a party I was at with uh, Brett. Uh, Ellis is sitting at the table. She's like, I ghosted Cliff. I was like, is this what you're opening with? <laughs> that you ghosted me? At? Like, I, oh, I was sad. I mean, what do you want me to tell you? I was a little sad. Totally. No, I get it. I And I, you know what? I could see both sides. I think that there are probably some men that I probably wouldn't want to be compared to um, and some women. And um, I think that based on, you know, mm -hmm. certain things, I could, I could see that. Like, I wouldn't want to be compared to Jared Fogle. Like, yeah, like, hey, you know what? You got a Jared Fogle. Whoa. Wasn't Jared Fogle the pedophile? Yeah, that's true. Okay, but that was thing. Like, but but if someone compared you to someone who looked like Jared Fogle, wouldn't that be shaming the Jared Fogle-looking guy? I don't know. Yeah, well, I guess so. I think that I well, I think that with uh, with Courtney, just because there's so much other stuff around her, I think her, you know, her outworld persona probably takes the better of like who she is. Yes, but did I not say specifically her look? Her look reminds know, me. And wait, I want to even go, because I love this stuff, by the way. It's great. I don't think oh, yeah. that's serious. And I love our listeners, our viewers. Like, it's great that they'll comment and do this shit because I love the back and forth. It's one of the things I really enjoy about this specific medium is that we can do this and we can mm -hmm. take direct feedback and move the show around mm -hmm. As oh, yeah. people are showing us what the, uh, you know, where things are peaking and valleying, so on and so forth. That being said, also, if these people, who I respect greatly, who made these comments, had read Slut Ever or do choose to read Slut Ever, what they will find is that Carly herself compares herself to Courtney. And she uses some some very impressive scholarly writings. It might be PhDs or theses or I'm not sure. I'm not I can't retain it for some reason, but you're learning shit who actually talks about Courtney Love's style, the baby doll style with mm. the dress and the smeared makeup and how it's a feminist statement. Mm. So just saying that even to Carly, I would have to guess that that would have been a compliment. I like it. Hey. But I'd love to find out if Carly's upset about that. <laughs> I think she's fine. I think, yeah. I think she's fine too. I mean, you know, have you met her? She's fucking got tough skin. Uh, Carly is uh, hot. Think, so think, yes, uh, that's right. They're both hot. That's I, I don't think that's really arguable. And I think yeah. anyone would date either of them, no matter what they say. It's like being an actor. They're like, oh, I wouldn't act. I don't want to act. You want the lead role in a movie opposite Brad Pitt? Fuck yeah. It's I, not I a, do. I, all I want to yeah. do is act. So does everybody. You wanna you wanna well, Brad especially. I mean, Brad's my Brad's my guy. He's my, you know, my my actor crush. Like if I was ever gonna be gay, it's gonna be with Brad Pitt. Mark Turkowitz, call Carly. Mark is one of my oldest, dearest friends from like childhood. We grew up together. He's a wonderful Turk. He's called Turk 182 because it was a. It was, I remember that movie. I love Turk. Timothy Hutton. Timothy yeah. Hutton. My That's dad. Turk 182. Movies, like I would never have found on my own, but one like my dad would like uh, when we'd stay over there on weekends. You know, back in mm -hmm. the old days. Right. Um, he would always pick a movie that we've never seen before. It'd be like three days of the condor. And then Ooh, like, which is a great movie, but for a, for a nine year old, 10 year old, who's like only in the Goonies and, Wait, and Ghostbusters. Who was picking this? My dad. Oh, I love your dad even more oh, now. He, awesome. was, he was already cultivating this young soul to be an artist as well yeah. as a thinker. I did. So he would bring he would that. He would, he would, I remember cause we never ate Chinese food before the divorce. I don't remember ever having Chinese food, like real Chinese, it's like, like Chinese food. but we had, uh, uh, we, we would have, um, <laughs> poor Mark, poor, poor Turk 182. <laughs> What's Turk um, 182 bitching about? What's going on? What's up, buddy? Yeah, Ruined an entire year of my life. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, Turk, sorry. Now we're going to ruin another? No, I don't want to uh, do that. He's the best. But yeah, he would do that. And then he brought this. And I, I remember, I loved this movie when I saw it, but I was so mad that I had to watch it at first. You know how right. that gets, and you're like, oh, I, oh, yeah, I, I, I gotta fucking watch. sit and do this dad thing. He's Academy Three, and it's Turk One Eighty Two, and then, and I still so think about say, it all the time. Infection? I think about that scene at the end where he's just like hanging um underneath the, the building that he lit up with the Turk One Eighty Two lights, and yes, that's the, there, that's the quintessential moment. Yeah, yeah, that's the fucking Timothy fucking Hutton guy. What? What did he win an Oscar at like seventeen years old for Ordinary yeah. People yeah. With, with Mary Tyler Moore? And yes. and Donald Sutherland. I mean, you know, come on, talk about on Golden Pond. Ordinary people. Anyway, that's that's what we got for Turk. 
Oh, that's, <laughs> that's what I was saying. So I don't know what brought that up. Yeah, call Carly. I, I refuse to believe Carly's upset by that. I don't. But, no, Carly's not mad at all. No, but I wanted to bring it up because I, I think it's funny. I love that. Anna Nicole, always Anna bring Nicole it up. Smith would be probably another one. People are like, you, you remind me of a bright-eyed man, Nicole Smith. Now she's a very pretty. Was a very pretty woman at a certain point. Um, and well, you, know, you just have to say post Hudsucker Proxy or pre Hudsucker Proxy. Is <laughs> when she was guest model right before Hudsucker Proxy, she was the hottest. Mm-hmm. Of, you never saw anyone as pretty. Is that you understand why someone in her family got a full life-size portrait of her head on their back? <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. That's a thing. That's a real thing. Who did that? Someone okay. is still walking around with her portrait on their back. Look it is up. That's Steve. Out- <laughs> no, Steve was somebody else. Did Steve grow up in Sparks, by the way? Because he seems like someone who came <laughs> he from Sparks. Me and, me and Steve, if, if, if I hung out with Steve growing up, I would have um, all of the tattoos that, um, that, that every rapper has on their face now. Um, all of them. <laughs> You'd at have them, right? Like I would okay, have a Mike Tyson. A- I would have a little, like a little peep, everything. Ooh, little peep. You gotta watch. Have you seen that documentary that Terrence Malick exact yeah, produced? Fucking amazing! Everybody, everyone's everything. Yeah. It is beyond amazing. I didn't even think I wanted anything to do with that little cocksucking little peep to realize that this guy's a genius. Like he's kind of a musical genius. Like even though I don't like his music, like I get it. It's like yeah. holy fuck, well, Terrence mean, Malick though. For real. Uh, I mean, you know, yeah. I could tell it was when he was making that Christian Bale movie he made, not Knight of Cups, but the one after where he's the rock star uh, yeah. or the, you know, with uh, not uh, with the album. Oh, is it Ryan Gosling is in it or. Uh, it's right after Knight of Cups, the music industry, but he kind of made him at the same time. And you could just tell like Terrence Malick style. He got completely immersed. And uh, he also this documentary about Lil Peep came out of it, you know, like. Yeah. I actually I emailed one of the directors about it just to say like yo that fucking was amazing. I'd like to get yeah. him on the show actually right. to just talk about that because that's a guy honestly I never in a million years would have thought I'd like his music or understand who right. or what he was. That being said, talking about face tattoos and Stevo, I don't know why it hasn't been broached yet to put like Stevo in a UFC match with like anyone because here's the thing he will never tap out. You can't hurt that guy. I don't no. throw around genius lately. Well, no. you know, I'm that sure there, you know, I am I, sure. I hate that. that. <laughs> there is, I am sure there has been um, several times where somebody's approached Steve-O like through like a celebrity boxing or something to do something like that. But uh, that's different. I'm saying get Dana White, put him in a fucking ring with whoever the toughest guy is, right? Who would you put him in the ring with? No, <laughs> I was gonna think of the, the Logan brothers aren't the toughest people, but I know that they're doing lots of fighting these days. Uh, yeah, I'm just saying, like, even you can go GSP, they could be retired. Randy Couture, just put someone who would just absolutely could like literally turn like a like into dust another human being, and then stick Stevo in the in the cage with them, and and let's see how long he goes. He poor Steve. I <laughs> just imagine him in trap. I don't think he tap ever. He's like Tommy. I don't think he he'd ever tap. No, he wouldn't. He'd he'd end up exactly the same way. It'd just be one arm out, other arm out. Yeah, he'd just out like I'm not doing. Fuck you. Hold it into a suitcase by the end, and they just carry him out by his legs and his arms like this. No, I see Steve-O like Brad Pitt in the Fight Club scene where he's like, "Can we keep the place low?" <laughs> he's just spitting on him the blood from the mouth. He's like, "Can we keep the place?" I could, I could almost imagine a bit from Steve-O where he came in, he got, he beat himself up before the fight. So he right, comes in ready. already. Yes. Like already beat up before he even walks in with a bloody nose. If you nose. want to punch him, you already got to get his, his blood on you. Yeah, exactly. He beat you to it. Yeah, exactly. Tell me, I mean, I honestly think we could sell this for a millions of hundreds of millions of dollars. This hundreds is so pay per view. It would be record breaking. He would not tap. I fucking guarantee you. You know the odds? The bookmakers in Vegas would go fucking nuts. Can we set this up? <laughs> get Steve on the fucking phone. Let's get Dana fucking White on the phone and let's set the shit up. Well, that's so funny. I if I I'm gonna have to look. I'm on. I what? got my MD Pro. I got my MD Pro. What I can. Fight uh... promoters do. I just did everything a fight. Hey kids, if you want to be a fight promoter, that's the job description. What that's I just how it works. Yeah, that's been... how it works. Yeah, that's how it works. This you just got the master class. Cliff yeah, Torf, fighting the master class. Eighteen hundred bucks. How fucking expensive are those master classes? Oh my goodness. I they're that was my, they're not that bad. Like I, that's what I got my fam, my parents for uh, 
uh, for uh, Christmas last year was a uh, master classes and they love them. Uh, amazing. Like cabin boy. <laughs> or amazing like Avatar. Not like Avatar. <laughs> amazing like Cabin Boy. You know what I, I feel like we failed to ask Laz the last time he was in, Alonzo? Yeah. Is is he I feel like his character didn't die in Avatar One. Oh. Is he in two and three? Like what's going on? Oh uh, I, I mean I did you see they just released a little preview of yeah. some of the stuff today? Like and it looks That's like it was Eldrick videotape to do that stuff, all the underwater shit that they had to do. Can you that- believe it's coincidence I brought this up? Oh, ooh, look at you. Look at you. Yeah, see how I do that? I just slide out. Because oh. my mind is still reeling from Ms. Pat and the fever babies and... and yeah, sperm, coronavirus. <laughs> no, no, I forgot about that. Come on. Coronavirus. Fucking By the way, tell me that the fucking blood on the hands... Oh, wait, I don't have the new... I got to get the new art. You do have the new art. You just didn't upload it. Fuck you. What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> I did. Well, oh yeah, I do. You're right. <laughs> You're totally right. What the fuck? That's such not cool, man. So okay, fine. What were we saying? Oh, nothing. I we have 15 minutes. We actually because Great. she had to leave so fast. We got a little time. Did you want to? Did you have any content you want to talk about today? Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, where do we start? We were we were kind of ending off on solar opposites, yep. uh, right? We didn't really get all the way through it. So solar opposites for you is like this right yeah, it's, it's like it, what I hear say, if you're walking phoenix no one's living or dying right it's uh right. i thought it was funny and i laughed but i didn't feel like it had that sticking point where i'd like want to go back and relit watch it and see to find out more i didn't feel like there was a secondary depth the way that rick and morty had so that's that's where i'm in i know i'm in the minority and uh but um i just think that there's Tons of funny stuff in it, but not the the not the level of funny that I'm like, I want to go back to this and I want to like make this part of my vernacular. Right. And if I didn't have a um, medical condition that that forced me to, uh, you know, inhale content at a ridiculous rate, I would not have finished watching. Even though I left, I thought it was really funny and I did finish it and I, I recommend it. You know, it's like there's not that much out right now. Mm-hmm. So if there were five other things that were out, I think we would be saying, maybe if you get around to this, you know, cause it mm-hmm. didn't compel me now because I have a medical condition that forces me to inhale everything out there. I watched the whole thing. I, I can tell you though, that even with my condition, I had to go back to it. Yep. So, I mean, again, and I'm not saying anything bad. I, I just feel that speaks volumes. Yeah. Yeah. I, th- I think it does. And honestly, I think that I would have watched a whole show about the inside of that, um, their their little habit trail for the the miniature humans. I think mm. that show. I think that's, that would be the show. That's the show that I want to see inside the wall. So okay, so solar opposites. I think we we're settled right yeah, on that. Settled. Yep. Okay. Talked about the Yang thing. We finished talking about uploaded, right? So I am wondering if it's time, maybe just for a few, to go back and suggest. This is what I was thinking about. Suggest a couple of movies that people might not even think about right. that they're looking for because it's not just about let's say Netflix or Amazon or Hulu and everything that's coming out on that which again it's 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 slowed down oddly for a quarantine would you say well i think what that did it, i just do did i just go wouldn't you say you're like it's slowed down oddly because of the corona wouldn't you say your batteries we need to replace batteries did you laugh all your batteries out <laughs> laugh at the cliff i think that's a good one but yes I feel like it's slowed down. Yes. Well, I don't think, you know what? I was looking at the the Netflix stuff and I don't think it has. I think it's going at the same pace, but we can consume so much faster and there's, there's no limit to the amount that we can put in our, uh, in our, um, in our brain bellies as far as content right now. So like they're, they're releasing a new content pretty steady every week. There's a, the dead to me me just came out. Yes. uh, The Kimmy Schmidt show. There's been there's been a lot of Netflix movies that are coming out that would have probably been gone out into theater at least VOD lately. Hulu's been releasing some shit. Um, right. Well, what does Hulu really release though? Like because we have Scott Porch sent us the uh, what the site so we can track everything, but I didn't really see anything that new that that Hulu released beyond uh, Solar, Solar Opposites. Well, I guess maybe their their connection with the. Um, with the FX, so I'm kind of maybe I'm counting a little bit of what we do in Shadows in there and Dave and some of those pieces that have been right. coming out through the, the Racked and Devs. 
and the new episode of what we did in the shadows is now downloadable as well yeah. uh on hulu or downloadable what a boomer i am uh, oh yeah then the, the, there's a new david spade movie that just came out that just dropped oh, on, on netflix on netflix the, the, i didn't know about this it's called this is the wrong missy the wrong missy is that what that's called that's that one. The wrong, oh, that's what that is okay so now tell me something do you find in the algorithm for netflix two things first thing every time they send me their picks for me they're always wrong mm-hmm. every time you think they'd get it right by now do you have the same problem um yes and no because i have we have a, we have family netflix so my wife has a, a a thing on there my daughter has a thing on there my my mother-in-law has something on there and my mom has something on there and then we have a family one. They're all completely different. And I will say this, compared to when I go onto theirs, my, my algorithm is a fucking genius. And I don't use that word lightly when talking about algorithms. Um, wow. That's night and day. Okay. Well, the second thing I was going to say, uh, Scott texts, uh, oh, who is the great? Scott Porch, ladies and gentlemen. Who is the great starts on Friday. So that's something to look mm-hmm. forward to. But what you were just talking about, uh, what the Netflix thing is also, I and mean, let's get, look up the great so we can talk about that for a second because I want to know exactly what it is uh, since it just snuck up on me. The other thing about Netflix that I find, and I don't know if everyone else finds this, is that I won't get, like, even though I have my Apple TV shut off and Netflix, everything shut off, I'll turn it on. It doesn't refresh to tell me what's new all the time. So it'll take three, four really? days to even come back up. Yes. And I have like 400 whatever upload speed. You know, I have like stupid, ridiculous upload speed. You have, Ooh, yeah. you have the, the 400. One. Look at you with the 400. Sense. Okay, so it's the reverse take uh, on historical fiction from the favorite screenwriter, Tony McNamara. Ooh, okay, that's going to be good. Traces the rise of Catherine the Great. Oh, Elle Fanning, Catherine the Great. Oh, I'm in. Okay, I love her. Oh, is this it? Yeah, Do we want to see a trailer? Let's watch the trailer. Let's see. Let's see if we can do we'll this. Rag right. on it. All right, hold on. Let me uh, let me do this real quick. See, I got to have to. Yeah, go it. ahead. But by the way, what is this? L fanning, right? I mean, any of those fannings, they like you know. I feel like they all follow Dakota around like it's, little ducklings they, with like immense talent. It's like the, every one of them is fucking great at this thing acting. Is L older or younger than? Um... I feel like L's older because Dakota was a Man on Fire. Got it. That's right. Here, let's see if we can do this. Which is everything, Man on Fire. All right. <laughs> See, it's already funny. I'm Peter, I present this evergreen, and I hope it will be a symbol of our feelings for each other. That we will be caring all our lives. She gave me a twig. She's not another inbred, is she? It wasn't me. <laughs> <laughs> to my new wife, the Empress of Russia. Huzzah! Ever since I was a child, I felt like greatness was in store for me. It's oh, this is going to be awesome. Don't talk, my love. Oh, of course. <laughs> Got himself and spat me for a reason. Why don't she make you a woman then? For comedy, I guess. Rabbit. Who's that guy? Ooh, I don't know. Look him up. I love him. Oh, you can't right now. He's great. younger. In all of Russian history. Don't worry about the bodies. I'm a prisoner here. Married to an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Do you mean touche? Russia does not go to an heir if there isn't one. If the emperor dies, Russia goes to the empress. He's fucking genius. I mean, one look. Do not cross me, yeah. or you will pay endlessly. <laughs> oh, Nicholas Holt. Nicholas Holt. Oh. Unhappy who are looking for a leader. I hope I am looking at her. This is science. Enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Come on. That looks it, fucking great. It looks pretty funny. That guy's really interesting. I, I really only know him, honestly, from uh, the X Men first X-Men series. Yeah, Nicholas Holt. Yeah, but he's really he's funny. He's genius. And I don't use that lightly. That guy is a genius actor. I, I want to see him 10 years from now and how many roles and different characters he's played. That last scene when he throws the dog over um, reminds me of a story. One of the science, when I, science. <laughs> when um, I first met my wife, um, and she was my girlfriend and I met my daughter mm-hmm. and she was just uh, my girlfriend's daughter. Um, right. And she was Weird, about, right? yeah. She's your daughter. Yeah, no, it's like, that's life. It's great. Yeah. Go on. 
she's about nine years old, 10 years old, something there. And we were watching movies around the house at her play at my girlfriend's place. I'm my wife now. And uh, they were like trying to find something to watch. And they're like, how about Anchorman? And they're like, yeah, the Anchorman's fine. It's still PG 13. My daughter, my daughter was just on Ma- uh, Master Chef Junior with uh, with that was what's... old school PG thirteen. That was where we're like it was still R. <laughs> yeah, well R now, yeah. yeah. But yeah, uh, exactly. But uh, he, she was on Master Chef Junior with Gordon Ramsay, so she's heard all the swear words. She was a master. She was already a, and I don't use this lightly, a genius at swearing at nine years old. Um, <laughs> well, they but, do uh, say geniuses swear more than regular people. Well, she was a, she was a swear genius. I not, maybe not a full genius yet, but a swear genius at least. Mm-hmm. And, all uh, right. So we watched that movie and we, she was dying laughing. She was loving it. And then Jack Black is, comes on the screen and gets right. in a fight with, uh, with, uh, with Ron Burgundy and kicks his dog over the, the bridge. And it's very clearly a fake dog and it looks stuff and it doesn't look real. And the dog lands in the, you know, in the river or whatever. And mm-hmm. my daughter just fucking loses it. Just die, starts crying. And we have to spend the next hour like that's not a real dog. No dog got hurt. Look, Baxter comes back by the end and has a friend that's a bear. Just be okay. But it was just that moment was like when I realized, like, not only does she have a great sense of humor, but a beautiful heart because she's like dying laughing. And then, but that that dog got kicked over. She's like, that's that's where you knew that that was going to be your daughter. That's right. That's See? right. That's a very nice story, actually. It's a very, I, I want to like make fun of it somehow, but it's very touching. I just, <laughs> I kind of just need to leave it be. You snuck that up on me. Fuck off. You know, all right. Yeah. I, you know, listen, I, I do have to put the real artwork on there. That though, and look at you doing the same thing. You're sculpting the young mind because that is a genius. And again, I'm saying it, piece of comedy. I mean, think about it. We're still talking about Anchorman. Oh, yeah. And, and people will be talking about it 10, 12, as long as there's film and it somehow gets preserved, that's going to be a movie people talk yeah. about. Yeah. As long as we don't talk about that podcast, because as much as I want to love it, it is not a good one. It is not a good podcast. Wait, which one? Uh, the Ron Burgundy podcast. Is that a podcast? Is that a thing? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I Heart. But Will's it. not doing it, is yeah. he? Oh, yeah. He did. I mean, he got that uh, I Heart money. Oh, he got really? that I Heart money. And so it's, it's a lot of improv. Did he phone it in? Um, no, he, I mean, he's a very hard worker, he, he, you know, as best you can, it's just, it's a premise that's, you know, cause he's trying to improv it all. And so he's like, I, I remember listening to an episode where he, he was doing it with, uh, Kamala Harris as the guest and he's doing his best to improv, but it's real hard to do a, uh, a, a show where the other person's completely playing it straight and he's do, going all in character. It just is, it's just a challenge. It just doesn't work out as well as you want. Well, but also is he, you know, the, here's the, here's the cross waves on that because is he doing it? As Ron Burgundy in the what, when did it take place? What was the period of time? I'm doing it as Ron Burgundy as if Ron Burgundy lived today, but at the same time, as he, if he time traveled or if he's old. He's like that. He has not. He's like a cartoon. He's like a Simpson. He's a Homer. Like he's lived for all these ages and not aged, but also aged. You know what I mean? Well, I asked this for a specific reason because therein lies the rub, which is that what worked about Ron Burgundy is he was politically incorrect. And it was a period piece in when it was made. So that time Absolutely. fit the attitude. Now you have modern day, no go on anything on PC, you know, fuck off. But yeah. And Ron Burgundy being so either he had to age and be in that senior citizen, you know, uh, bracket where they can't be bothered by the shit they say because they don't know any better. Like they're in the protected yeah, senior bracket. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah, they can say like yeah. really oh, racist stuff you, and it's okay. Oh, oh he's crazy. Uncle. Yeah. <laughs> Back in my day, the women, no. Oh, <laughs> it's grandpa. like, but yeah, they're yeah, in that right. protected elder class, right? But if Ron Burgundy's not in that class, then you can't do the best joke. Thank you. See, now you're doing it the right way. That's, <laughs> now you're doing it the right way. I got the sugar. <laughs> Diabetes. <laughs> Tracy Morgan calls it the sugar. Sugar. Yeah. Okay. So, but do you see what I'm saying? Do you see what I'm saying? I absolutely. I think you're 100 percent right about that because that's really the crux of both stories. Is he's a man rumors and the bad shit. Yeah, and and that he's right in those periods, those cruxes of when things are changing over, and he's trying to adjust, and it doesn't work out. But like you said, he's it's a he's a funny guy. That character and that that legacy will live. Oh yeah, it, that and that movie's not going anywhere. But I am a little surprised about the the, the podcast thing. I mean, you know, I not that I'm the most up on podcast guy there is ever, but I'm learning. I didn't know about that. I, I listen, how could you turn down the money? Yeah. I turned on the money, Jason. I mean, what do you think you got? 
What does iHeart Money mean? Did he get like $18 million? I think he got like a $10 million deal and it was six episodes and then he could create other stuff. It was like a pretty big. Wait, wait, wait. Six, what, hour episodes or whatever? Yeah. For 10 mil. Plus, and that's he, all I, think, I think there was also a production production thing, like a production deal right. where he could create more stuff. But I think he got, I, I would be willing to bet he got brought probably two or three mil for like 12 hours worth of podcasts. I, I mean, to so 12 mil, you take home six million an episode net. I mean, yep. you know, who, who's, yep. who's, yeah. Okay, sorry. And one last thing uh, Turk said right before we sign off is Loud Noises. I do love that movie. Tom Hanks. If you haven't seen that, it's a fucking good watcher. It's What's still a good movie. I hate to break it to you, but he's making yeah. a, a, a reference to uh, Ron Burgundy. Fuck off. Steve Carell, when they're fighting, he's like, I don't know why we're fighting. Yeah. Loud noises. <laughs> On that note, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in another day. Jason? I just want to tell everybody, and I, I was reading this on how to grow your live podcast show. Please, if you're out there listening and you're enjoying what we're doing, share the show. Ask other people to subscribe. Like the extra podcast. Go out there and tell two friends. If everybody tells two friends, by next year, we should have one billion people listening to this podcast. And that's real math that's from the real math genius. And I don't throw that around about lightly. Enjoy. Enjoy. Thank you. <laughs> yes, please do so what, he, much what, what he said. Jason Smith, we'll see you tomorrow. Thank you, everyone. We'll see you tomorrow at 3.30. Have a good Thanks one. everybody. We love you. Goodbye. Thank you. Love you. Stay safe, stay strong, be good. Bye. Bye. It's time. People of the world. It's time.